I want to share with you today what God put on my heart this week. And it's dealing with the preparation, uh, prepositional gospel. Prepositional gospel. A, pre- a preposition like in or through or by or with gives you a destination, gives you a place. It gives you um, a why to something that just happened or the strength of what just happened. So you have prepositions. And, and one of the, the great writers of prepositions was Paul. If you read the epistles, and I would just say do this. I, I, I texted this out to a small group the other day, and I'll just tell you the same thing. If I were you and I wanted to know who I was, Who am I in God? Who am I in Christ? Without you having to read somebody's journal to find out who you are, you could read the Word of God. You could read, listen, if you just read the epistles, if you, I mean, you could start in in Romans and work your way all the way through. Ephesians is a great one because the first chapter has probably eight or ten or twelve in Christ or in Him. If I challenge you, when you read the epistles, I challenge you, I challenge you this week to read Ephesians. And as you go through Ephesians, then you can go, it doesn't matter where, you can go to, to John's uh, epistles or Peter's, or you can go to some more of, of Paul's, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, both great ones, and circle every time it says, in Christ, in Him, or in whom, or it says, by Christ, by Him or by whom? Or you would circle when it says through Christ, through Him or through whom? If you would circle those words right there and then read the passage dealing with it, it will explain who you are. Some of you don't know who you are and how you're supposed to act, so you just act however you feel like it and just feel like God's good with it. But maybe He says as a way you should act if you're in Christ. I mean, if you're in church, great. But if you're in Christ, that's different. So you're not amening much now. Being in church won't change your life. Being in Christ will change your life. But being in Christ will not change your life if you don't let that word renew your mind. So what I've got to do is go through and find out who am I? Who am I in Christ? Who am I by Christ? Who am I through Christ? If I can start finding that out, my life will change. So let me read a couple of scriptures so we can say at least a little bit old school. I've got two random verses that really don't pertain to prepositional, the prepositional gospel, but they're going to work today. One is John eleven twenty two, and this is Martha speaking. And Martha has just run out to meet Jesus. Jesus has just shown up at Martha's house four days late. Lazarus is dead. She runs out to meet him. When he shows up, John eleven twenty two says her first words, her first words before were, you're late. He's dead. You didn't show up. What's going on? And then verse 22 says, but even now. But even now, I want you to wear this one. All hell has broken loose. There's been an attack of the enemy. I've lost a family member. My finances are gone. Where were you, God? But even now. Can you see where she's coming from? Because some of us get stuck over there. We get stuck on what God didn't do instead of understanding, yeah, all of that happened. We don't deny that. But even now, Lord, you speak the word and God would do it. 
Even when she doubted that he could raise Lazarus from the dead because he stunk and didn't want him to move the stone, she said, but even now, and I'm going to tell you right now, the devil is telling you it's too late. Look how you are. You can't make up the time. God doesn't love you. And I'm here to tell you that in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, you will have the victory over whatever it is you're fighting. So say, but even now. Okay, students, help me here. Would y'all help me on this one? Okay, we're going to repeat after me. Let's all say it. But even now. now. Say it this way. Say, no matter what has happened. But even now. now. God didn't do anything yesterday. But even now. Amen. Amen. And then the other one is, again, again, it's just kind of random. As I was, this morning, I was getting ready to, to, to come to church and, and I just picked up my notes and read through them one more time. And, and the Lord told me, he said, read this to everyone, Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. And then and this is just randomly came, but listen to what's going to happen. Husbands, love your wives. Now there's your good start, guys, just heads up. Husbands, love your wives. Just, this is, this is the problem right here. We love our wives the way our daddy did. We love our wives the way our mama did. We love our wives the way our brother did. We love, we love our wives because of how someone else loved their wife or their situation. But listen to what the Bible says. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. Now listen to what happens. And he gave himself for her, the church. That he might, listen to what he does, that he might sanctify, that set her apart, and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word. So there's something that's going to happen today as I read the word to you. I'm not going to wash anything, but Jesus by his word will wash his bride. He said that's what he does is he loves you and he will wash you. Listen, I'm going to back it up and say it one more time. I don't care how dirty you are. I don't care what your problem is. I don't care what your habit is. I don't care what your yesterday was. The Lord said by his word today, he will wash you. Say, I'm going to be different. Yeah, well, don't tell me, tell someone next to you. Say, I'm going to be different. Okay. See, some of y'all brought your religion. And your religion says, I ain't doing what he says. Who does he think he is? Not much, but you need to start vocalizing who you are. Amen. So I want to deal with this. Our identity is important. How many of y'all know identity is a big deal today? Yeah, right? It's so big that people will steal your identity. It's a big deal. You need to know who you are. When I go, when I go to the VA, I'll go in there to, to get a checkup or whatever, to see a doctor or whatever the thing is. And when I go in, every place I go, ask me the same thing. What is your last name? What is your first name? And what are the last four of your social? So I'll say, my name is right. My first name is Michael, 6936. Now I know when I go up to a window, I don't wait for them to ask. I say, right, Michael, 6936. And they say, thank you. And they type it in. Well, How did I know to do that? Because I know my identity. I know what they're expecting out of me. You need to know who you are according to who God says you are or the devil will beat your eyeballs out every day. 
If you don't know who you are, you will not walk in victory. You'll walk in the same rut you've been in for the last five years if you don't know who God calls you. You know what your daddy called you. You know what your mama called you. You know what your guys at work call you. What you need to do is attune your ears and find out, who does God call me? So I want you to get your identity and I want you to find it in the idea of prepositions. Number one, I want us to read some scripture right now. We're going to go with this. I got a few minutes to do it and a lot of scripture to go, but I want to give this to you. We need to know who God says he is. You ready? Now I'm going to tell you one more thing. I do have this on Evernote. So if you want, if you just wanted the verses that I'm going to read and so you have the verses with it, uh, we can somehow get that to you through the church if you want that. You may not care, but I've just pulled together scriptures for you or you smarter folk can just Google who I am in Christ and, and start finding it yourself. Let me give this to you. This is who God says he is. He said, I am El Shaddai, the almighty God, Genesis 17. Say almighty. I am who I am. That's what God says. I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am me. I am has sent uh, me to you. Uh, that's Exodus 3.14. I am the Lord who heals. Exodus 15.26. I won't give you the references now. I'll just read you the verses. Yahweh. I am Yahweh the Lord. The God of compassion and mercy. I'm slow to anger. And I'm filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. That's who God is, y'all. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I am the Lord. That's my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else or share my praise with carved idols. Yes, I am the Lord and there is no other savior. First, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God. I am the bread that gives life. I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live in darkness, but will have the light that life gives. Jesus said, I am the truth. Before Abraham even was born, I am. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me will have life even if I die. God said in covenant. Now covenant is not contract. Contract can be breached and contract can be canceled. But covenant is everlasting. Say everlasting. There are covenants that God made that will not change. Israel right now is in its borders, physically in its borders, because of a covenant from God. They're not there because they whipped somebody or pushed out somebody. They're there because God declared their boundaries. Jesus Christ and salvation is yours today because God declared a covenant with us through Jesus Christ. If Jesus hadn't have risen from the dead, your covenant would be null. But your covenant is alive because your covenant says that he will bear my sins. He will take them to the cross. He will die for me and he will rise again. He will loose me from my bondage. 
Does that make sense to you? So listen to this. Here's who God says he is in covenant with you. He says, tell them, I'm Jehovah Nisi. I'm the Lord, their banner in battle. I am Jehovah Rohi. I am the Lord, their shepherd. Tell them I'm Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that heals. Tell them I'm Jehovah Shammah. I'm the Lord that is there with them. Tell them, oh, they, you need to say amen right there. Because there are too many of us that get in bad spots and think God has left us. He says, I am with them. I make a covenant. I am Jehovah Shammah. I will never leave them or forsake them. If God's with me, why is hell breaking loose? Because there's a devil loose. Because the Bible says in the 12th chapter of Revelation that the devil's been put on this earth and he will be here against you. There's some of you going to say, yeah, but you know, uh, I'm not really concerned about that. My wife is a part of the uh, a support group for uh, Voice of the Martyrs. So she gets in, in information from all over the world of people that die every day for Christ's sake. Paul said it this way. He said, I had a messenger from Satan. A thorn in my flesh. And I asked God three times to give me relief and didn't get it. So I thought, boy, Paul, you're not much of a believer. You had a little faith. But then I just did a quick study on thorn. The thorn wasn't his eyes. We've had people try to explain that. His problem was eyesight. He didn't have an eye problem. The only problem he had with his eyes, he got him almost beaten out when he was stoned at Galatia. And left for dead. The thorn, if you'll take your Bible and do a little study, you'll find that thorns were attacks from other people. They were attacks from the outside. Physical people attacking. Persecution. And can I tell you something? You will have persecution as long as you're breathing until Jesus comes. There will always be people wanting to put out the gospel so you'll be persecuted. You're sitting and trustful today so no one is threatening your life. But there are believers today meeting underground that if they get caught, they get their heads taken off tomorrow. I'm just going to help you right now. We could pray them out of there or they could die understanding I will live for God but I will die for God and I will not deny Him. And that's a part of the thorn so we pray Lord relieve this thorn some of the ridicule we get is not about getting relief from it it's because the world we live in Jehovah Shammah is with you I'd rather be in a lion's den with him there I'd rather be in a fiery furnace with him there than to not have him there if it's all got to be good all the time and I don't have him, you're going to die a sad person. He said, I'm Jehovah Sid Canoe. Tell him, tell him, I'm Jehovah Sid Canoe. I'm their righteousness. Tell him, I'm Jehovah, Jehovah Makedish, the Lord who sanctifies you, sets you apart. Tell him, I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm the Lord that will provide. Tell him, I'm Jehovah Shalom. I'm the God of peace. Just let them know who I am. Now, the following verses I want to read to you. Or who you are in Christ. These are the ones that I, I will give you the places, the scripture, or you can just get it later yourself if you want. But I want you to start listening to me right now because some of you are living way below your level. You're living for Christ. You're blood bought. You're redeemed by the Lamb of God. But you're living like you're a brother to the devil. You live as close to the world and the things of the world 
And you're going to say, but yeah, but I don't know what they are. Trust me on this one. If you'll read the prepositional idea that Paul gave us in him, in whom, and in Christ, by him, by whom, by Christ, through him, through whom, through Christ, with him, with whom, with Christ, you will find where you're supposed to live. When people tell me, I, the preacher never told me, preacher's job isn't to tell you everything to do. And here's the second side of that one. I've been in this long enough to know that if I told you what the sin was, you'd deny it. You'd tell me, no, I can do that. So what I begin to do with people is I give them three places in the Bible where Paul gives a list of sin about this long three times and tell them, just read that and preach it to yourself. Because these things don't enter the kingdom of God. I think sometimes we need to get a little bit maybe of grit back in our crawl before we can start digesting the Word of God and let it change our lives. Amen, y'all? Just saying. Here we go. Romans 3.24. All believers, I'm reading this as Amplified Bible mainly. All believers are justified. Listen to this. All believers are justified and made upright in right standing with God freely, gratuitously by His grace. By His grace. Through... Here's your preposition. Through the redemption, which is provided in Christ. Are y'all tracking me? Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to it broken, but alive to God in unbroken fellowship with Him in Christ Jesus. Therefore, there is no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in Him as personal Lord and Savior. Romans eight two, the law of the law of sin, the for the law of life, spirit of life, which is in Christ, the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has freed me from the law of sin and death. Romans twelve five. So we. Numerous as we are, are one body in Christ. And individually, we are parts of one another, mutually dependent on one another. 1 Corinthians 1, 2, the church, the assembly of God, which is of Corinth, to those consecrated and purified, made holy. How? In Christ. You're selected to be called saints. Talking to you. I thank my God at all times because of the grace of God which was bestowed on you in Christ Jesus. But it's from Him that you have your life in Christ Jesus. For just as because of the union of the nature of Adam, all people died. So also by virtue of their union of nature shall all in Christ Jesus be made alive. But it is God who confirms and makes us steadfast, establishes us in joint fellowship with you. Where? In Christ. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads evident fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. 
But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, he is a new creation. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, a fresh and new one has come. I would like to say that to someone today that's bound in problems and habits, that in Jesus' name, there is something new for you to be in Christ. You're not doing this for church. You're not doing this for Mike. You're doing this in Christ. It was God in Christ reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. Yet we know that man is justified or reckoned righteous in the right standing with God, not by the works of the law, but only through faith. Reliance on and adherence to and trust where? In Christ. The Bible says in Galatians 3.26, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. How many of you confess faith in Christ? You're born again. You have confessed faith in Christ. Okay, hands down. How many of you that have confessed faith in Christ, the devil has told you that it didn't work? Every one of you. Every one of you. There's not one of us that's born again. The devil hadn't said, how stupid. There's not one of us that's born again that the enemy hadn't come and said, you're wasting your time. They're just talking. That's just church. That's just religion. And I'm here to tell you right now, the very word that holds the world together, that created everything, is the same word that's speaking to you. And the Bible says it's in Christ Jesus that we're sons of God through faith. It says that there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you all are one in Christ. There's no difference in us. We're the same in Christ. The Bible says it this way. My blessing be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. When you say I don't have anything from God. I'm telling you that God says that in Christ, you have spiritual blessings on you. Amen. The word of God says it this way. It says, so that we who first hoped in Christ, who put our confidence in him, have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. Ephesians 2, 6 says, and he raised us up together with him. He raised us up together with Him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with Him, Christ, in the heavenly sphere by the virtue of our being in Christ. And I'm speaking that over you right now, that I get it you're sitting on these seats in here right now, but in the realm of the Spirit, God sees you in His presence. Philippians 4, 3.14 says, I press toward the goal to win the supreme heavenly prize to which God in Christ is calling me upward. I'm not running this race because I just want to be a Christian. I'm doing it because God's calling me in Christ to run the race. Philippians 4.13 says, I have strength for all things in Christ. I can't do it. I have strength for all things in Christ. 
I can't be that. I have strength for all things in Christ. I can't get delivered. I have strength for all things in Christ. I can't make that up in my life. I have strength for all things in Christ. I can't raise my children properly. I have strength for all things in Christ. God has put strength in you through Christ Jesus, not through your personal resume, through the resume He gives you. Say, I can do all things. Through Christ. And I'm going to read the rest of it. Who empowers me. And I'm ready for anything. And I'm equal to anything. Through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm not self-sufficient in Mike. I'm self-sufficient in Him. Equal to and stronger than anything. Yeah, but the devil is... The devil is strong. He is strong, but he's also defeated. You're also in Christ. Amen. Your authority is in him. Let me, let me just go ahead and finish reading. I got a couple more and then we're going to pray. Y'all okay so far? Can I read four more verses? Would I do it even if you didn't say yes? Of course I would. Acts 17, 28, for in him, for in him we live and move and have our being as some of your own poets have said, for we also are his offspring. That's a hard one for us to call ourselves sons of God or offsprings of God. But he says it to us in him, we live, we move and have our being. Second Corinthians 1, 20, for as many as are the promises of God. For as many are the promises of God, they all find their yes in Him. For this is the reason we all utter the amen to God is through Him to the glory of God. All the promises of God are yes in Christ Jesus and amen by us in Christ Jesus. I don't amen it because I can do it. I amen it in Christ Jesus. He's my covering. He's my identity. Here's the other one. In Him, in Christ, in Him, we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation. Say, I should be free. If I'm in Him. Say, I should be free. Say, I should be delivered. If I'm in Him. Say, I am in Him. So get ready. For my deliverance. Say I am in him. So get ready. For my deliverance. I mean I don't know what your bondage is y'all. I don't know whether it's anger. I don't know whether it's a drug. I don't know whether it's alcohol. I don't know what your bondage is. It could be you know bondage is stupid. I don't know what it is. Just bondage. Whatever it is. In him. And in his redemption. I have my deliverance. Listen to where it is. Because this is going to help you end this thing. In him we have redemption. Deliverance and salvation through His blood. The remission or forgiveness of our offenses, our shortcomings and trespasses, in accordance with the riches and the generosity of His gracious favor. In Him I have redemption and deliverance through His blood. In Him I have deliverance. When we take communion and you take that cup, you can drink grape juice. That's fine. I get that. But in my mind, I'm thinking I'm getting washed right now. I mean, I know this is grape juice and it's not very good because it's in these little cups and it's 
probably last till Jesus comes anyway. But point is, I'm taking it, making a declaration that I'm in him and I'm free by the blood of the lamb. I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, you, you begin to do a blood study. Just do a little blood study. And I'm, I mean, it sounds gross, but the doctors in the house would like it. But you do a little blood study, you'll find out in the book of Revelation, especially that you're a blood-bought believer. The Bible says that we are overcomers, according to Revelation 12. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and what we say about the word. See, the word of your testimony is what, your, your testimony is what I'm giving you right now. Who I am in Christ, that's my testimony. I'm born again. That's not a very deep testimony. It may not be deep to you, but I'm born again through Christ Jesus. I'm cleansed by His blood. I don't know how that affects you, but it affects me in freedom all day long. The Bible says they overcame Satan when he was kicked out of heaven and put on earth. It said, yeah, he was there, but he got defeated by the people that were there. Well, how did they beat him? According to, to Revelation uh, 12, uh, 11 and 12, it says there that they overcame him by the word of their testimony, by the blood of the lamb. Well, how do you overcome him with the blood? I just tell him, I just let him know. That you can attack me all you want to. You can bring anything against me you want to. But I right now plead the blood of Jesus over my life. Now, let me stop here and say something. Plead doesn't mean beg. How many of you know anything about law? Right? You go to court. What does a lawyer do? He does what? To his case. He pleads his case. He presents his case. Pleading it and begging, it's a presentation. So when the devil comes, I tell him. I just let him know that you're dealing with someone that's blood bought right here. You're dealing with someone who's blood bought right here. There's a good limit to how far you can go here because I'm cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And I will defeat you by the word of my testimony. That's who I am in Christ Jesus. And I happen to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Amen? And I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The Bible says this, last, the, the last verse of, of the who we are is in Him, Ephesians 1.13, and there, there are dozens more, scores more. In Him you also who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings of the gospel of your salvation. That's what you're hearing right now. In Him you also who have heard the word of truth and the glad tidings of the gospel of your salvation have believed in, adhered to, and relied on Him were stamped with a seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. Let me say this to you, and we're going to be closing here. You are in a different era than the disciples were before the death, burial, and resurrection. I, I would like for you to just jot this down in your margin, Stephanie. DBR. Death, burial, resurrection. You, you need to write that somewhere because that's your transition. There are people that tell me about what all happened in the Old Testament. And I'm thankful because I get strength and I read a lot of that to you because it gives me strength and direction in the Word of God and we've got to have it. But I'm going to tell you something. When I get to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, things change right there. Things change right there because nobody got to heaven before the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. They didn't get to heaven. Oh, but they were believers. You can believe all you want to, but you didn't get to heaven until Jesus Got you. Okay, see, right now, I, I, all, all you guys, you got your reformed religion working on me. 
I believe the Old Testament, and I believe there are Old Testament saints, and I believe that Abraham's a good guy. But the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 16 that there was a rich man, and there was a guy called Lazarus who was a poor man, and it's a parable to you to call someone's name. It's a parable to you call someone's name. Now it becomes a real story. There was a rich man, and there was a guy called Lazarus, and they both died. Did they go to heaven? Lazarus was serving God. Did he go to heaven? Not according to Scripture. He went to Abraham's bosom. He went to a place called Sheol, which is hell, but it's the same place where the enemy got his people to, and that is just, here's what Lazarus said. The Bible said, and Lazarus woke up in the bosom of Abraham. He was in paradise, and he looked across a great gulf between him and hell, and he saw the rich man, and the rich man was over in hell, and he looked over and saw Lazarus. It's in your Bible, and he said, yo, Can somebody over there go tell my brothers about this place? Because I don't want anybody up there to come here. The answer was, no way, Jose. Would you please let Lazarus go back just to warn them? If they don't take the warning that's up there. We're not sending anybody for them. Your Bible says in the book of Ephesians that Jesus, when he died, he went somewhere. Do you remember that? He went to the lower parts and he preached to the spirits that were there. Where were they? Where was David and Abraham? Where was Isaac? Where where were all these folk? They were in paradise and Jesus had to go do something because ain't nobody getting to heaven without Jesus. He had to go and say, I am the promise. I am the I am that I am said was coming. I am the deliverance. I am the word of God. I am Jesus, the son of the most high God. I'm the one that lived and died. I am the word that was in the beginning with God, but I came in the form of a man. I lived, I died, I was buried. I'm on my way back right now and telling everybody here that what you believed was a reality and you're going with me. And the Bible says he led that captivity because they were captive even in paradise they weren't with God he led them captive led them away and then the Bible says in the Old Testament hell hell enlarged itself reckon how when one part is gone the other part flowed over into it I'm just saying that I believe we have to believe in Jesus Christ as the resurrection and the life. Amen. If the praise team wants to come up, y'all can, but don't turn the lights down, Maddie. The Bible says this, no temptation is common to man, but with the temptation, God makes a way of escape. Look at me and let me say this to you. There's nobody in here right now that's being tempted or that's under temptation or that's bound that God hasn't made a way of escape. That you can bear up under it. Now my wife is fighting a battle right now. With her physical health. And you bear up under it. Because God made a way of escape. I don't know what it is yet. But we're believing for it. So we bear up. We don't quit God. Because we're having a bad day. Does that make sense to you? Because he makes a way of escape. Say there's a way of escape. He says this. Thanks be to God. Who who gives us the victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say the victory is mine. Say, I don't see it, but even now. I want you to stand if you would.
You've had a lot of word read to you today. What I'm believing happened is there was a washing that went on in this room. So, Lord, I'm thanking you right now as we stand in your presence. Lord, that you would begin to allow us to let go of these things that we've been holding on to that are contrary to our victory. Whether it's fear or doubt or habit or... I mean, maybe I... Maybe I'm not forgiving people that I need to let go. Because if I don't forgive, I can't be forgiven. Maybe, maybe in Christ, I find a place to forgive and let go. Maybe in Christ, I see that I'm a new creation. Maybe in Christ, old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become new. So the enemy says... Yeah, well, you've done this before and it didn't work. Look at you. That that is such a big lie of the enemy. Such a great lie. He uses it regularly against us. If God's so great, or if you're so saved, why this or why that? Now, this is going to be an altar call different than what we've been doing. But I believe it's for everybody in this room right now. Even now. Even now. Even now. Even now. I I could have you, if I ask, and I know you would do it, if I said, hey, come to the front if, and give you a list. And then you'd come to the front if you had one of those things on the list. And I'm not saying that's bad. We do that. I'm, I'm good with that. But here's what God sh- showed me. He showed me that you would be washed. Right where you're sitting and now standing, that there was going to be a washing from the top of your head, right down over your face, just like the priest of the Old Testament, that it would run down, the anointing would start on their head, run down their beard, drip down on their clothes, even to their feet. That's the anointing that's in this room right now for you. So I want you to close the rest of us out for a minute and quit worrying about who's going to see what you do. And then challenge you on why did you do it. Or challenge you on, yeah, well, it didn't work. Maybe I'll start walking by faith and identify who I am in Christ Jesus. That I'm more than a conqueror. Not because I said it, because He said it. Right, Michael, 6936. (laughs) Those people know that when I say it. It's in their books. It's in their computers. And when you say more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, free from my sin in Christ Jesus, by Him I've been redeemed.
I am washed in the blood of the Lamb. He is for me my Jehovah Shammah God with me and refuses to leave me. Begins to wash us. So I declare your washing right now in the name of Jesus. That the word of God that's been spoken over you. The word of God begin to wash you. The word of God right now begin to break off of you. The crust of this world begin to break off of you. The rust begin to break off of you. Begin to reform and reshape. We are regenerated in Christ Jesus. By His death, burial, and resurrection. We are redeemed through Him, through His blood. We are freed from trespasses and sins through Christ Jesus. We live in a prepositional gospel of being in Christ, here by Christ, here with Christ, manifesting through Christ. In Jesus' name. Now I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. The raising of hands may excite a charismatic. I get that. But we're not doing this because of charismatics or Baptists or Methodists or Episcopalians. We're doing this because the Bible says that we lift holy hands unto the Lord. And the Bible says the lifting of my hands is like a sacrifice. And I don't have a lot to give God. But y'all, I can lift my hands. I can lift my hands. I can lift my hands as a sacrifice saying thanks. I can lift my hands as a sacrifice of covenant. If you go into court, they'll tell you to put your hand on the Bible and lift your right hand. Sign that you're going to tell the truth. I'm going to ask you to favor and humor an old man that thinks he heard from God. Maybe I didn't, but I think I did. That today the lifting of your hands is going to be a part of a freedom for you. You may not do it again. I'm not saying you will. I'm just saying, I'm just saying the lifting of your hands is like the evening sacrifice. The lifting of your hands to God. You can close your eyes if you don't want to see yourself do it and you don't want to watch anybody else. It's not about them. It's about you. But with your hands raised right now, I declare over you that the blood of the Lamb, I declare over you the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, that cleanses us, that washes us, begin to purify right now. I pray right now that the thoughts that have been holding you captive of fear and doubt, doubting yourself, insecurity, we just come against that because we've read who we are in Christ Jesus, what we have through Him and by Him. And we choose today to live in who He says we are. We choose to serve the God who He says He is in Jesus' name. He said, remind you that He is Jehovah Mekadesh, the God of your sanctification. Sanctify means set apart. He's not going to make you weird, but He's going to set you apart from what you've been standing in, what you've been standing with, what you've been bound in, what you've been bound with. 
that he's going to set you apart because he's Jehovah Makedish. He is our sanctification. Let's sing whatever course y'all got rolling right there. Just a little bit. Y'all got a few words? Yeah. Worthy is a name. The Word of God says that we died with Him. And if we died with Him, we are raised with Him. The death, burial, and resurrection. If I died with Him, I was buried with Him, according to Scripture. And I am raised in Him. You're good. Keep going, Mareka. Just a, just a little bit more. I just want you to let this soak in. That you're on this side of the resurrection. According to Scripture, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read this one more Scripture today. Let me ask, let me ask you a question and then... I'm going to let you go, but let me ask a question. How many today, how many today would just say that maybe you see your identity a little bit different than when you walked in the house? Did anybody get an identity shock, maybe? I don't know how the rest of y'all did. I did. And maybe I needed it worse than you did. But here's what I will read over you before you go. Hey, say something with me. Say, I am free. In Jesus' name. See, I know some of you aren't free till you see it. But faith is me believing it before I see it. Say, I am free by faith in Jesus Christ. By His completed work through death, burial, and resurrection. I'm free. Say it this way. Say, I don't have to go back. I don't have to be the same. I have a new identity. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Through Christ, I overcome the world. Amen? That, that, that's word for you. So here's the Bible. I'm going to bless you with this and I'll let you go. Ephesians 1.13 in Him, you also who have heard the word of truth. That's what you did today. The glad tidings of the gospel of your salvation. That's what you heard today. And believed in. That's what you did today. And adhered to and relied on Him. Were stamped with the seal of the long promised Holy Spirit.
I'm speaking for you right now to the powers of darkness. Because they're going to come against you whether I say anything or not. But I'm going to make a declaration. That if you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart today, if you believe the word of God that was read over you. Well, I didn't go to the altar. I, I don't care where you went. You believe in your heart. You make confessions with your mouth. That if you did today, or that's where you stand, that's who you are, you're born again in Christ Jesus, then I'm going to tell you something. God puts His stamp on you. We went to the store the other day, and we were going to buy a particular kind of food, and my wife looked at it, and she said, if it's not from America... If it's not American, we're not buying it. I looked on it and told her the country it was from. She said, nope. I just threw it back. Can I say something to you? You got a stamp on you today. It's a stamp of the Holy Spirit. And you can't see it, but your enemy can. You can't see it. But there are angels, according to Scripture, that are charged out to you. Zoe, there are angels around you right now. And I can't see them because they're ministering spirits. But they're coming to you because of a stamp on you. And they're saying, we choose that one right there. Because it's got the stamp of heaven on it. That's what happens when you're born again. You got that stamp of heaven on you. Amen. So you're going to leave here different today. How many of y'all believe that? Yeah, give the Lord a clap offering. He is so good to us.